welcome to the Dogma Mindset Podcast, a place where we'll be talking dogs, behavior, your lifestyle, and everything in between for you to live your best life as a modern dog mum. I'm Lauren Hewitt-Watts, and today I'm going to talk about something that I observe a lot in dogs when I go out and about with my own dog, and also which I get quite a lot of questions on on Instagram um, and people emailing me. And this is talking about unneutered male dogs. So quite specifically male dogs, because I have an unneutered male, um, and it's one of those things that has been changing over the past few years. So just so you know, for anyone listening, um, neutering a dog is where you basically remove their ability to reproduce. So for males, that's taking their bits off <laughs> without a, think of a more delicate way to put it. And it used to be very clear with vets that at six months for males and females, they go in for their neutering operation. So it's castration for a male or a spay for a female. And that's just the done thing. And then the past few years, I think there's been a bit more thought. um, There's been a lot more sort of holistic thoughts about how we do these things with our dogs. And so a lot more vets are now starting to reduce the or, or delay neutering. So they're doing it a little bit later on for both males and females. Um, and I actually think that is a really good thing. So I'm not going to go into kind of the hormones and the biology and the science of it today because um, I've got a vet who should be coming on in the next couple of episodes to talk about all of that. So if you want to talk about kind of the health benefits and the, the health side effects, that will be coming. Today, I really wanted to share my experience and my, I suppose, knowledge that I've gained not just from living with Alto but also from working with you know so many hundreds I think even thousands of dogs um and about this issue because it's definitely something that's coming up so I'm I'm just gonna go straight into it I'll give you a little bit of background with Alto so Alto he's a golden retriever he's 10 now um I had him from puppy and I didn't get him neutered um I didn't really put a huge amount of thought into it but our old retriever we never neutered him and we didn't really have that many issues and I felt when I do things with Alto, I don't really like to just follow, like someone says you should do it, so you do it. I always, always think about why are you doing these things? So I didn't really want to go straight in and get him neutered at six months when to me, it, it just didn't fit for Alto, for his personality, for who he was and for what I'd been researching. It didn't, it, it wasn't something I wanted to do straight away. And it just turned out that we actually never went down that route because Alto is a dog that seems to cope quite well with testosterone um, I'll talk about this a little bit later so it, it never became an issue with him really but there definitely were things that I learned along the way so um, I'll go through those so first of all if you're listening to this you might have a male you might have a puppy you might have a male you might be thinking okay he's not neutered they might be a teenager you might already have neutered your male so it's, it's useful for all of these things because um, there's definitely things that we can all learn from seeing other dogs out and about and learning about dog behavior in general. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is when you don't neuter your your male dog, their teenage stage is going to be worse. So for dogs, when you look at the way that they start changing, it is around six months when their hormones start to circulate around the body. So a lot of people come to me and they say, oh, I've got a puppy. And then I say, how old? And they'll say like nine months or six months. And in my head, I'm thinking that's technically, for me, that's not a puppy. That's actually a dog coming into adolescence. So I would say any dogs, I'd say from six months, they're starting that adolescent change. And then I would definitely say from sort of nine, 10 months, especially for the probably bigger breeds, that's when they're really kind of starting to hit that peak adolescence. So I would call any dog over six months, 
probably yeah coming into that teenage adolescence stage and what we know again i think i might do a full episode on this because it is really interesting but what we know about teenage dogs is that they're a nightmare so they have no self-control they want to do their own thing they want to take bigger risks they don't really want to be seen like think of a teenage like just think of a teenager that you know a teenage person that you know like they don't want to stay at home with their mum do they they don't want to stay and have their mum give them loads of chocolate and like just stick with their mum most teenagers want to go out or they want to get out of the house or they want to be on their own they don't really want to they in all species teenagers they want to get out they want to explore the world um, and they want to kind of move away from that maternal paternal bond so it's really common and it's really usual for for this to happen with dogs so i always say you'll hear me say it all the time the teenage stage is it it it's hard work um it's hard work in a different way that the puppy way is hard work um and it's something that you just work with and you know i'll go into it in more detail another time but for unneutered males what i tend to find is that it's worse because they've got, you know, not only are they teenagers and they've got this lack of self-control and they've got this will to go out and do what they want to do and they don't want to listen to you. They've also got testosterone coming in. And we think about testosterone. Testosterone is, it's competition. It's risk-taking. It's it's exploring. It's all of those male behaviours. So not only have you got the, the general, you know, teenage urge to do these things, you've then got testosterone on top. So... It definitely makes things harder. So I would say when I go out or when I see dogs who are sort of 10 months of age and they're big dogs, what they're starting to learn, these males, is that they're strong. So they physically are getting strong. They're building muscle. They're, they, you know, think of a Labrador. They, they're able to pull you over. They're able to actually do what they want because they're physically getting stronger and they're starting to learn that they can use that. And that's not a bad thing. It's not your dog being spiteful or your dog you know trying to get one over on you it's just it's just a natural thing that they start to do but when dogs start to learn that oh if i want to go over there and i pull really hard and i can get there they're more likely to do it and that testosterone can sometimes contribute to that so it's just to say that their their teenage stage if you get a a teenage dog the testosterone is going to make it harder so it's not necessary to say right go new to them because of that but it's just to to be aware of it and to be aware of that um strong-willed parts that you might find is coming into it as well now going on from that you're also going to find that their recall is going to be harder work so again teenagers they tend to have worse recall anyway so i always recommend a secondary training stage when it comes to, to sort of adolescence but with entire males um, or unneutered males what you'll find is that that kind of extends because when they start to get older they start to again they want to explore they 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 want to go off and they want to be sniffing they want to find out about what dogs are in the area they want to find out if a female's in season they want to know who's been on their patch so you'll see all of these behaviors with with unneutered males you'll see a lot of them mark cocking their leg and marking everywhere they'll probably be really interested in sniffing um when they see a dog not only are they you know going to want to go and play which is what a lot of teenagers want to do but they also want to go out and check out like who is who is this what's going on and they want to find out more information so their recall is always a lot harder so again not only have you got that teenage stage of their recall being harder but then you've got this kind of biological thing going on where their their recall is just difficult so it's, again i wouldn't say new to your dog because your recall is going to be perfect but it's it's just keeping into account and also giving yourself a little bit of space to go okay i'm struggling so with alto I'm going to be honest, I've always used to struggle with his recall, especially when he was sort of 
you know, a year to two years. Um, I just found it really hard. He's not... He's not one of those natural dogs who's like, oh, I want to check in with you all the time. He's very independent. He's very confident. He's very self-assured. So he doesn't, he's never been one of those dogs that needs me to to give him really confidence. He's always been able to do that by himself. So to try and get him to come back has, has always been a struggle. Now he's 10, it's a lot easier because... I can catch up with him. Um, And he's not so, you know, he's kind of been there, seen that. He's not so bothered about going off. Like, he's quite happy to stick with me. Um, And he also... Actually, I'll come on to that in a minute. But it's been a struggle. So it's, it's to just say that don't beat yourself up if you're struggling with your dog's recall, especially if they've got testosterone, because it does just make it harder. And their focus as well. So just them focusing on you. They've got other... They've just... Just think of them as like, I've got other things on my mind. Like, I, my only focus isn't you. I need to focus on the females. I need to focus on the males who's coming in. I, you know, they've got other things to think about, not just you. So that's how I always think of... of testosterone males so you have these things going on but actually what you tend to find is with the teenage stage you know I would say by the time they're getting to about two so I'm really sorry if that seems really long if you're with a six month old and you're thinking oh my god I'm stuck with this dog but usually they start to come out of it now with males with testosterone what I actually found with Alto is I actually found that when he got to around between two and five he was very self-assured his testosterone he was he was fully grown he was he was emotionally mature socially mature so they go through physical maturity but then they go through this social and emotional maturity and actually I found this was when he was his least tolerant of other entire males so actually what I tend to find with males um unneutered males is when they're a teenager they're still a bit kind of dopey a bit like oh I love everyone Um, and they still kind of often not all of them but sometimes they're quite open to meeting other males but when they get to that full maturity they're kind of they don't really want to tolerate this situation they're not as willing to play their willingness to play reduces anyway with dogs usually Um, but when they get to that kind of social maturity they're just they just don't want to tolerate as much other male dogs so you'll find that they'll be much less playful with them they'll be much more likely to square up to them or they'll be a lot more stiff with them so where you might find with um neutered males and females that once they're past that teenage stage about two years they are, you know are okay with other dogs you might find with unneutered net males that with other unneutered males there's still this um just a little bit of friction is what I tend to find. And sort of leading on from this, one thing, if you just take anything away from this, is that this intolerance, it it can it can surprise people. So I'm going to share a little story that happened with me and Alto. This is um, earlier this year, and I was walking out. So Alto is an unmuted male, and he's 10 years old. And I know I've, he's had a few bad experiences previously where dogs who are entire will sniff and then snap straight at him so they'll really square up to him they'll you know I've had one dog really have a massive go at him and so part of that now is that I keep Alto very safe so I actually don't I'm very very um, wary of dogs coming over to us both Um, so I I will assess the situation before he meets any dog and actually I'm quite limited on how many dogs he now meets not because of him but because of how they might be with him um just because he's older and they they get more vulnerable as well so 
we were on a walk and it was a place that I know really, really well. We go there loads and I turned the corner and as I turned this corner, it's like a, it went into a really thin blind little kind of lane, like a little track, but really, really, really narrow. And then as we turned the lane, there was two women. So one at the back, um, I kind of knew her dog barks a bit, but it was it wasn't really an issue. I know that they can pass each other. And then the woman at the front had two, um, two dogs and I could see straight away, one of them was like a collie mix, a collie type. Straight away, the dog um, in between her and me and Alto was squaring up to Alto, like I could see. And she just went, oh, don't worry, he's just a puppy. And I knew, so I just thought, this, this I can't go back, I can't go forward, I'm a bit stuck, like I can't pass them. So I said to her, oh, can you put your dog on the lead? Because I don't think he's going to like my dog. But unfortunately, <laughs> she tried to grab her dog he moved forward so she was trying to grab him and he was kind of running running up to us he started to square up to alto and where it was really narrow I stepped in between them but as I stepped in between them I then fell so this is all a bit of a you know everything happens at once so I kind of slipped backwards um thankfully didn't hurt myself but slipped backwards and I was a bit kind of shocked because you know when you fall over you don't really fall over do you um and it was the first time I've fallen over in ages so it didn't hurt but I was just a bit like oh taken aback um but as I stood up really interestingly Alto obviously had gone right normally Lauren looks after me but now it's my time to look after her and as I kind of stood up everything was a bit sort of you know high energy like it was all a bit mad I stood up but Alto kind of circled around me he was on the lead and he was really really defensive growling towards the dogs like literally like in a circle to say keep away so it was actually very touching to see that he did that when normally he relies on me to keep him safe um but and then the woman kind of grabbed and and so this this other entire male puppy that she called she managed to grab him at that time and moved on and we kind of moved on and I was a bit I have to admit I was a bit shaken up and a bit kind of taken aback by it but I suppose the reason for this story was that I could read the situation but the owner couldn't and it wasn't really anyone's fault it was just an unfortunate meeting it was an unfortunate narrow lane but where I could read the situation she was saying oh my dog's a puppy he's not going to do that because he's a puppy this dog was probably about nine um sorry nine months old and as soon as I clocked him I knew that he was an entire male and he didn't like Alto so I just knew so I think the takeaway from that it's happened to me a few times is just if you have got a dog that's entire just be really, really aware of how they are with other male dogs. So it can be unneutered dogs as well, but it tends to be that friction between the two entire males. Just, yeah, please be careful. Don't, what you're looking out for is that body language. So you're looking out for that stiffness. You're looking out for that still. They go very, very still. When they go towards each other, they kind of walk in a very stiff way and they kind of square up. So, and, and, and they kind of look very proud almost, like very, very stiff, very proud, very slow circling each other. If you see your dog doing that to another dog, get them away, get them on the lead. Go and just say, come on then, let's go and, and be really jolly, but get them away and try to not let them get to that situation. And they're the signs you're looking up for. So this dog that went for Alto, he probably had these signs or he maybe didn't really meet any other entire males is the other thing that he's, maybe it took his owner by surprise because 
he just hadn't met any others and he was okay with females and he was okay with neutered males but when he met an entire male he went into this uh response so all i can say is if you do decide not to neuter your dog please just just watch their body language and watch out and and you'll start to recognize so i can recognize an entire dog um from their face because they usually have a really big head and they're normally quite um upright so they just have a very different stance and that's you know I, i'm not expecting you to be able to go and do this but it's things to, to observe when you're out and about so yeah please just you know don't think just because they were friendly and happy previously when they hit that social maturity or when they hit that teenage testosterone surge around nine ten months you might find that their demeanor changes when they're around these other males so just all i want you to just be really mindful of it be really careful put them on the lead or move away if you think there might be any kind of altercation it's also just to say that the number of times where it's 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 not happened a lot because i'm very protective but it's happened a few times where people obviously go oh and i've had people go oh he's he's been a bit funny before but he's never done this so that's what you're looking out for if your dog ever shows that kind of funny you know they've growled or they've stiffened up and it's been an entire male then just be really mindful of it and and it's most people actually are aware so a lot of people are saying like oh um, he does you know he's not been neutered so he doesn't he's not so keen on other males coming up to him and they'll be like oh okay you know a lot of people will understand it if you say that so yeah just be mindful now the flip side of this is that you might find if you've got an unneutered male you might also find that they do get targeted quite a lot and this might also be by other neutered males um and that's the issue that i have with alto so um we we do have that issue where i do feel like he is targeted because he's big he's got a massive head he obviously they can obviously sense the testosterone so yeah he does have this issue and i know other people have had this issue as well so what you want to just be aware of is again judge that body language if a dog comes to approach look at what they're doing don't listen to the owner because the owner will think that they're friendly and it's just that they just don't have the understanding you've got to judge it by the dog so that's what i would judge it for um and I, like, I kind of explained it, but me and Alto have got a very good system now where he's he's on my left-hand side and he's kind of, I'm kind of half a step in, in front of him. So what happens if a dog comes over that I don't want to say hello, we just whisk through, like we just walk. And it means that that dog's kind of blocked from saying hello to Alto. So um, I actually do have a, a mod or a lesson on boundaries with other dogs so how to cope with other people and other dogs on your dog walk to stop them from basically doing things you don't want them to do with your dog so i haven't put it out for release but if anyone is interested then just email me and uh, contact at dogmummindset.com because yeah it's something i can release if people are interested and i kind of go through all the ways that i put really clear boundaries in place when i'm out on a walk so i don't get into those situations because i really don't very often have altercations with dogs at all i just i don't so um there are some things that i put into place to to do that now the other thing to say is that usually what you'll find is female dogs will absolutely love your entire male so i any female i literally have no issue at all they can come up they generally don't react to alto um it's not to say you know if there's a female dog that is reactive and has shown aggression to other dogs then of course they can still do that to entire male it's not saying it's a free you know free pass but i tend to find that's a lot easier and also um they the, the entire male is a lot more tolerant of them so a female could be a bit 
um, you know, pushy and they will kind of be a gentleman usually and, and just sort of tolerate it. So um, females normally love entire males is the, is the flip side of all the stuff from the other male dogs. The female dogs is always a, a really nice relationship you can get as well. To say with females is that when you have an entire male, actually when you don't, when you have any male dog and there's a female in season, they will go nuts. But when you have that testosterone, it's multiplied. <laughs> so what you'll find is all those signs. So you'll start to know because your dog will be straining. They'll be sniffing everywhere. They'll be marking everywhere. They'll start doing that weird, like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but they'll start licking the ground and then doing like this chomping thing, which is where they're using like another um, sense to like taste the, the smell basically. Um, and you have no chance letting them off the lead. I honestly would say if, if you know, if you live somewhere and there's a female in season, do not let your male dog, your testosterone male off the lead because they'll be gone. I once went on my birthday. It was beautiful. My birthday in January, it's frosty, beautiful, the perfect day for a dog walk. And I went to our normal field, um, and it was lovely and I let Alto off and then he like ran he just went and he doesn't normally do this this was only like last year or the year before um and he shot off so I went screeching over after him because he wasn't coming back and he obviously I knew where he was going because what he'd done is got really obsessed with the smell uh we'd walked on but he wanted to go back to that smell to get but to get back to that smell was to cross a road so obviously I went screeching after him went and got him but yes, to say that if you if you know those dogs in, in season, just don't let your male off. Just have a long line or, you know, whatever you can, because it's really hard. But also if you're doing any training. So I do have people who obviously do behavior um, one-to-ones with me. And when we're working on them, sometimes they'll say like, oh, I'm having a really hard time because my, my, there's a female in season. And so what we usually do with that is we manage it. We just say, don't worry if you can't get the same amount of focus as normal or you can't get the same response as normal because it's, it's biology. I'm sure that with really high level competitive trainers who take their dogs to competitions there might be ways that you could potentially still train focus but for us and I count myself in this as a dog parent who just wants their dog to just you know live life um yeah trying to train against the the instinct when there's a few months season is too difficult so yeah and it also drives them a bit nuts they do weird things Alto has done some weird things he's like gone and humped another female dog completely unrelated a spade dog one of his friends when there was a female in season like they do they go a bit yeah they, they lose it a little bit so don't worry and normally females in season it lasts a couple of weeks so there'll be a point when it's really really um they'll be really affected by it but it will last a couple of weeks so just be aware with your off lead and what i tend to do is if there's a female in season i actually will sometimes walk somewhere else if, if i want to let him off the lead i'll take him somewhere else because i just won't risk that stress of him not even not coming back but it's just they just don't listen to you so yeah another thing to be aware of yeah i think i think i'll start to wrap it up but i think the last thing to say is that some dogs just cope better with testosterone than others so this isn't a podcast or an episode to say you must neuter your dog or you mustn't neuter your dog it's more to say look at the look at it in a holistic way and some dogs just find it very difficult so if you've got a dog where they're just constantly on high alert they're constantly sniffing they're scanning they can't relax on a walk they can't switch off when they see another dog they can't listen to you they don't relax at home they're always on the defensive and but it's a very confident um, confident way of doing it potentially the testosterone for that dog is just causing you know is is 
causing too, you know it, it's too much for that dog now this isn't you you can't go and speak to the vets after listening to this episode and say i've listened to this and i think i should neuter my dog or not neuter this dog that's not really what this is about but it's to say that if you feel like you need to neuter your dog because they seem like they're not coping with it then that's absolutely fine and that's better for their welfare um, and some dogs cope better with testosterone so i said at the beginning with alto he actually copes quite well with it he's he's, he's not a really he's confident but he's not um he's not overconfident he's not looking for a fight he's not competitive he's very relaxed so he copes very well with it whereas a dog that's very competitive they are constantly they're just constantly on high alert but not in an anxious way in a very confident way and and again this is probably you're probably thinking how do I know the difference so if you do have questions then you can contact me or you can speak to a behaviorist is probably your best bet because you don't want to make a decision on a whim you want to know what you're doing because obviously um if you're new to them then you can't go back on it and the i'm not going to go into it i'll wait for another episode but there is if you neuter an anxious dog the potential is that if you take their confidence away it can make them feel more anxious but there's a lot of nuances that go on to that so it's not cut and dried and yeah all i can say is don't don't take action with this podcast it's more to think it's more for you to observe and be mindful and understand your dog better if you've got an entire male and the, and the entire males they they mature into these really lovely i call them like gentlemen like alto is he's a real gentleman now like he's 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 lovely they they start to mature I, I, as they start to come out so i'd say once they start to get to you know even six seven eight i, th- I think it starts to get a lot easier because they're they're established they're mature they're slightly older they don't have as much of a need to go out patrolling for females so Yes, so they they do mature into these really really lovely dogs. So um, yeah, I think I think that's everything I wanted to say. Um, like I said, we will be covering more of the kind of ins and outs and, and biology and hormones of it. But this is hopefully will give you some thoughts because I think this will help people. Because I remember when I was stuck with Alto and I had questions and, and I remember thinking he would do something and I would think, oh my god, like he's I'm gonna have to get him neutered. But actually, it was just it was just of its time it just was what it was so um hopefully this gives you some things to think about so as always i hope you have enjoyed this podcast episode um let me know on instagram at dogma mindset any questions any thoughts always love to know how how you're finding these things as well or any suggestions for any other episodes as well and you can always find me www.dogmamindset.com. I have free things. So I have free um, separation things that you can sign up for. Uh, I've got separation membership. There's lots of different things. And there's lots of different things that are coming out as well, which is very exciting. So uh, always keep an eye out. And I hope you enjoyed listening. And I will see you in the next episode. <laughs>